you have to mean something to yourself. And for a long time, I didn't know how to make that happen. I didn't feel worthy of existing or I didn't know what it meant to be quote unquote Mariah Carey. It was a very difficult time. That's a side of Mariah Carey you probably don't know. The singer and songwriter has reigned at the top of the entertainment world for decades. She's the best-selling female artist of all time, but she's also endured unimaginable struggles and challenges. I'm Kim Azzarelli, and this is Seneca's 100 Women to Hear. We're bringing you 100 of the world's most inspiring and history-making women you need to hear. Today, we hear from the one and only Mariah Carey. In 2019, it was no surprise that Billboard named her the top female solo artist ever. She sold more than 200 million albums, and she's the first artist who has ever had a number one single in four separate decades. She also created the holiday classic, All I Want for Christmas is You. And now she's revealing the candid personal story behind the glamour. Mariah has a new memoir out, The Meaning of Mariah Carey, and a new album, The Rarities. Mariah recently talked about her childhood, her career, and her challenges with her friend, iHeartRadio host, Angie Martinez. Enjoy their conversation and learn why Mariah Carey is one of Seneca's 100 Women to Hear. Welcome, everybody, to a very, very, very special show today. I'm Angie Martinez, of course. If we are in the presence of greatness, the icon, the legend, the superstar, Mariah Carey, we're going to talk about her brand new memoir, The Meaning of Mariah Carey, which just came out and is amazing. We're going to talk about that, and we're going to preview it. We're going to just discuss, give you a little insight on it. So please, everybody, welcome Mariah Carey. Hello, Angie. How you doing? I'm good. I feel like I know you. I know you well. I've interviewed you over the years. We've had, we've hung out. And I feel like I know you in a different way after reading this book. And, and that's what people are saying to me and people that I really, really respect. So it makes me feel proud of the work. Yeah, but how does that change you? Now that this book is out today and the whole world is going to read about all of these like super vulnerable moments with your family, your relationships, your just your even your internal thoughts about how you looked at yourself and you know, your insecurities, does that scare you at all that the world gets to hear all of that today? Well, I think that was part of the purpose of writing a book. And it's like, you know, other than talking to someone like you that I I like talking to, even if we weren't doing this as an interview, um, I'm kind of like after I put the book out and had my whole Oprah conversation, which turned into a really long conversation, I'm almost like, I really want to retire, Angie, is the truth. Like, I, I don't feel like anybody can ask me anything that I didn't already talk about in the book that has anything of any importance to do with my life. I honestly no. don't. That's a terrible thing. That's a terrible thing to say when we're talking about this. Yeah. But I'm just, this is my new, this is like the era when I was doing the Butterfly album for me. And my friend said that to me today earlier, that he was like, this is like part two. Wait a minute. Can we talk about 12 and 13 year old Mariah really quickly? So, okay. When I was 12, I was in a little talent contest and my mom had entered me in it and it was all adults. And I had been working with um, jazz musicians and stuff like that just in my home. And then my mother rehearsed with me some songs because I love the movie Fame. So Out Here on My Own by Irene Cara was one of my favorite songs. And I won a trophy. I won my first trophy. Oh, where's the trophy? Well, I wish I could tell you that my mom (laughs) saved (laughs) it. I wish I could tell you that she saved it, but I don't know where it is. Boo. 
<laughs> Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. This book made me want to like hug little Mariah. I know that was my goal. I was like, I have to emancipate that little girl that nobody ever got and nobody ever. She was not seen. She was not heard. And she just felt and I hate to. I'm not speaking in the third person. It's just the way that it was for my childhood self. So the goal with this book, that's why it's mainly focused on like childhood and early adulthood. And then, you know, of course, we come around to Christmas. It's been one, a journey. One of the things I find, we all have these lives and they and you get to moments in your life where it could go either way, right? And you had yeah. so many so young. You had these moments where you were like in these situations, you talk about, you know, your mother's boyfriend having a gun in the house and you sneaking in the house and having to walk through that could have went a different way. You know, you talk yeah. about a moment where your sister showed you some cocaine and you opted to walk away. You know, there's mm -hmm. many, many moments as young Mariah where it could have went differently you know what I mean yeah. you made you could have made different choices I wonder what do you credit that to like a, the sensibility to either walk away from those moments or do you think it's a, you had some type of protection over you or how do you think you kind of like got through those moments I think it's all about God and the fact that anything could have gone a different way because I don't know who I would have been if I had taken that cocaine that night as a 12 year old kid. It really would have changed my life. And so there have been these defining moments. And I will say there, for me, I've always felt like faith is the strongest force in my life, just in terms of like getting through moments that most people may not have gotten through or may have made different choices. I'm grateful to God that you know, I was able to get through those moments without being completely and utterly destroyed. I'm Angie Martinez, and this is The Meaning of Mariah Carey, Looking In, an iHeartRadio conversation with Mimi. Her memoir is out, and then her new album, The Rarities, is out. One of the chapters in the book is called Thanksgiving is Canceled. It's an actual incident that took place in my life where somebody I was in a relationship literally came to the table at a restaurant and was like, I just want you all to know Thanksgiving is canceled. I know you probably don't want to talk so much about that time in your life, but I will say when I read about you being in, especially in your marriage and it not, and, and you being trapped in this sing sing uh, situation, <laughs> should we share some of that with the audience? If you want to read it, I think you should read it. I'd rather hear it in the voice of New York. All right, let's read a little bit of this part. And by the way, I think for a long time, people, when they first found out that you and the brat were friends, it was like an unusual pairing. I think it was like an unlikely pairing that people would see you guys as friends. I don't think people really got it. Because if they knew that she said, been the bombs to 74 Aries, maybe they would know. Because yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but also reading your story and your history and what you come from, I just, I, you could get it. You get the similarities. Yeah. You get why you two would be friends. Here's Mariah and the brat sitting on the floor of Sing Sing, a.k.a. the house. We sat on the floor in my shoe closet and kicked it for a bit. We were both Aries, both super silly, and both believed in an awesome God. I was having so much fun with Brat, but I knew we couldn't stay hidden for too long. Surely security would get suspicious and expose my one safe room in my house. I never knew who was listening, so I whispered to the Brat, want to go get some french fries? In any other reality, this would have been a mundane suggestion, but in mine, it was about to be a full-scale caper. <laughs> oh my, God, this is so nuts. As we emerged from the closet, I put my finger to my mouth and pointed at the wall, giving her the signal to be quiet and follow my lead. 
I so wait. Do you, I don't know if we should give this whole story away. I feel like people. No, should I don't get think we should give it all away. But I think the end of it, if you fast, if you go a little bit further, the end of it, where we're actually at Burger King, and she was like, "I can't believe you are Mariah Carey, and you're not even allowed to have a five minute reprieve." Like you know, basically, she was like, "You gotta get out of this moment. Like this is not okay for anybody." Isn't it crazy how it takes a friend sometimes to be like a mirror to you, to be like, "This is this can't be your life. You cannot be." Mariah Carey and not be able to leave the house for french fries like it's crazy Five that it would take away yeah <laughs> and so he sent security like armed security um yeah basically they were all armed because they were all like off-duty police officers which we love everybody but it, that's not easy to be around that all the time Jermaine Dupree said and he was upset this ain't funny he said Tommy's bugging out he got everybody running around looking for y'all, and they got guns out. Brat shot back. Damn, we just going to get French fries <laughs> with exclamation Read the next point. line, please. The next line is a classic. JD, if Mariah wants French fries, we're getting French fries. She abruptly <laughs> slammed her phone down, and we proceeded to Burger King. <laughs> and this makes you understand the friendship of the Brat and Mariah Carey. Seneca's 100 Women to Hear will be back after this short break. What do you make of that, Mariah? Now, looking back, like, what do you tell that girl? Because I'm sure there's some girl or young woman listening right now that's in a similar controlling relationship I don't think anything could be the same in terms of control maybe yes yes I, themes, I mean the themes are the same yeah the themes yeah. are the same circumstances very different but in a relationship like that like what do you say to a young woman who might be listening that is in that situation I would say please if you have a creative outlet which is what I did as a songwriter I wrote looking in from the daydream album and first of all I I got in trouble and I'm going to use that terminology because you know, he got mad at me for being honest in a song. I was very real. She smiles through a thousand tears and harbors adolescent fears. She dreams of all that she can never be. She waits herself. You know, it, it was like when he heard it, he was like, why would you say those things? I'm wow. like, because it's this is how I feel. And I wrote that song in 15 minutes. But it's like when I would talk to somebody out there, I would say, please check in with your creative self or your center and just really it's hard when someone is that much in control of your life there doesn't feel like there's any safe place that just doesn't feel like there is one I didn't have one so try to create that for yourself is what I would say to that girl if I could go back and say that to myself or anybody out there that's listening that needs that like just check in with yourself and be like how am I really feeling is this okay for me you know like do I matter like you have to matter that's one thing I learned, the meaning that we're talking about, the meaning, like you have to mean something to yourself. And for a long time, I didn't know how to make that happen. I didn't feel worthy of existing or I didn't know what it meant to be quote unquote Mariah Carey. It was a very difficult time. Wow. Wow. I'm sure that will help someone. I'm sure you sharing your story will for sure help someone or many or many people. When reading the book and you go through the times when you're like young on the come up doing doing background singings for people and running around New York trying to get in where you fit in, like 
You said you had a tone that you could sing that type of song. I had a tone where they wanted a young girl tone. I was a little kid, you know, I was a teenager. So I had that tone. So they, it, it made a certain producers like, oh my gosh, she can have that little Right, because it was I'm a like, hot sound. It was like the hot yeah. sound at that time. As a kid, I was in school. You know, I was like, a, a, actually, I started doing my first background vocals. And I talk about this as like a, a 12, 13-year-old girl. Yeah. So, you know, obviously at that point, uh, you know, you sound like a kid. and and, and <laughs> But I've always been good at mimicking things. And that's why I want you to hear the audible book as well, because when I put the mute, like the, the lyrics are so woven into the book. And I think that the actual, the true diehard fans will get that. But people that don't know these deep album cuts will be like, what? She was talking about being black and biracial for years and years and years. And people haven't picked up on that. Like, oh my gosh, I don't understand. Now that we're in a time when people are focusing on that, it's like, oh, here we are. But by the way, I wrote this book, we started three years ago. Like, wow. and then the world turned over and around. And it's been cool. I wanted to tell you this. I have been reading, there's one chapter called Coloring Outside the Lines that I read for um, the kids that I feel is very important in terms of their racial, like their understanding of who they are as yeah. black children who are also mixed. And um, then there's a chapter called A Girl's Best Friend about when I was taken out of my element by a group of girls and then bullied and the n-word was used profusely yeah that chapter was that chapter was hard to read and it was the n-word er not even the n-word no no no, no. absolutely er and that yeah. was the way they thought and the parents didn't intervene and the parents felt the same way mm. and that's difficult so when people think oh my gosh she has it easy you know she's light-skinned or whatever she's mixed blah 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 guess what to what I grew up in, in terms of all the white neighborhoods, that was not a plus. I was in the proximity, the close proximity to whiteness where my mother already explained to me, no, there's a caste system where you're higher than someone depending on your degree of whiteness and, and Protestantness and whatever it is. And we're still in that situation. And like I said, like my book was locked months ago. I haven't been able to change anything. I knew what I, the subject matter I was dealing with. Mm -hmm. Nobody that knows me, even you have, have we ever sat down and I said, Oh, by the way, this happened. No. Cause why would I take that moment of just having fun and make it into bleakosity? Like there's no reason, but it's real. It's and real. And it's something I've been dealing with my entire life on both sides of the spectrum. What, so what do you tell your kids about race right now, especially with everything going on and everything you've experienced? And yeah, you, so I, 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 well, basically what I was trying to say that I, I feel like is absolutely the most um, the if there's an outcome from this book, it's the fact that I can take these two chapters coloring outside the lines and a girl's best friend and read them to my kids so they can be like, OK, we understand we're in a world where we would hope things are different. They're not, they're not different. If anything, the, the cast system is more in full effect. And there's a book called cast by Isabella Wilkerson that I learned about from Oprah. And it is one of the most revelatory things I've ever read. Wow. And 
I know like we're we're on the radio and we got to like keep things moving but I would suggest that everybody in the world read this book because it really details why we look at things the way we look at things and thank God for the fact that I was working on this book prior to this moment because now in this moment where people are really willing to discuss race from all sides of the spectrum you know what I mean whether they were like oh my gosh she's passing oh this and that no. And it's so important to have like open, honest conversations and about it. It is. It, and it's, by the way, it is a caste system. And this is what we are dealing with in this world where we're living in now. But we've we've always known this stuff. I'm being very candid because it's you, Angie. And like we've had many discussions about stuff, but we never got into these details. And nor did really anybody in my life. And that's why like being like to quote my own song ambiguous without a sense of belonging to touch that's from outside that's a song that the lambs all relate to whether it's because they had the same experience with as i did in terms of being uh, a black woman that is also mixed they had this the experience on that level or whether it's like wow you know what I mean? Like I, I had the same experience of feeling like an outsider for my own reasons, like whatever community you live in that makes you feel like you're an outsider. What is the next chapter of Mariah Carey? What does that look like? Come on. You really I mean, expect me to go through yes. this many chapters and then define the next chapter? Yes. Well, I'm going to tell you this. This is not a celebrity tell all, blah, 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 whatever. This was the emancipation of Mimi, the little girl that needed to be seen and heard. But the next chapter, honey, let them get ready for the next chapter. We will be watching. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> we love you, mama. Thank you so much for your time today. Good Congratulations. To talk to you. Congratulations you. on an amazing book and album. Oh my gosh, thank you. So inspiring. When you listen to Mariah Carey, you realize it was more than raw talent that got her to the top. Here are some of the lessons I took away from that amazing interview with Angie Martinez. First, as Mariah's story shows, it's important to realize that no one is immune from the challenges of life. Even the most successful seeming people struggle with hardship and pain. It's part of the human condition. But we can all gain so much from learning how others overcame those difficulties. Second, to keep going in the face of challenges, we need to reach for something bigger than ourselves. It can be faith or purpose or meaning, but it's a necessity. And finally, we all deserve to be seen. Our voices deserve to be heard. We need to recognize that we in ourselves are worthy. As Mariah says, you have to mean something to yourself. For more from Mariah, check out her book, The Meaning of Mariah Carey, and her new album, The Rarities. And for more high-energy conversations, check out Angie Martinez's show on iHeartRadio. And tune in Tuesday to learn about our next featured woman, and discover why she's one of Seneca's 100 Women to Hear. Seneca's 100 Women to Hear is a collaboration between the Seneca Women Podcast Network and iHeartRadio with support from founding partner P&G. If you like what you heard on the show, rate and review it on Apple Podcasts. We hope you'll join us for our next episode of 100 Women to Hear, where we can all listen, learn, and get inspired. Have a great day.